Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students Podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all. We are starting a new series tonight that I'm really excited about. It's actually one that we're going to embark on a journey. We're going to be going through the Bible uh, and simply looking at Bible things. And I'm going to get there here in just a second. Um, Why don't you guys pray with me and we'll jump into what we're going to be looking at tonight. Let's pray. Father, thanks so much for tonight. Thank you for the opportunity to have some fun, some laughs, uh, have a good time. We thank you for uh, the new folks who are here with us tonight. To have them here and we're so glad they've joined us tonight. Uh, We pray that as we start this book of the Bible that's just going to rifle all the way, like from today all the way to summer, like it would be just an impactful time of looking at your word. Something really cool happens when we sit uh, with Bibles open together. And that's what we're going to do for the next few weeks and all summer, God. And we just pray that you'd help us focus on that. We pray that people next to us who would love to distract us, that you'd calm them and you'd help us just to focus on uh, what you got for us tonight. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, we're really glad you're here. Could I, I need some people to help me pass some things out. We're going to give every single person here uh, this really cool journal. Uh, it's a Bible that has some journal, and it's yours to keep, but we're going to talk about what we're going to do with it. Would you pass those out and some pens out? I'm going to go ahead and start the pens. It's either black or blue when it comes to pens. It won't be you want to do with pens? Cool, cool, cool. Thank you very, very much. Hey, if you would... It, Tonight, we're gonna, when we go to groups, you're going to get a chance with like some metallic markers to like write on the front of these so you know who's is who's and like it'll be easier to decipher out of the 75 of them which one is yours. So every week when you come, you will, we'll pass this out and we're just going to walk through scripture. All summer, we're going to hit the book of 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. Uh, 1 John's a lot longer than 2 and 3. 2 and 3, he only gets like 10 or 12 verses. Uh, we're just going to walk slowly through these, and if your friends come, we're going to have more of these, and they can hop in wherever they're at. Uh, we would love for this, too. Like, um, if you miss a week, every week we're going to have little that are going to be that size where you can just take it home and tape it in where it went. So if you miss a week, like, you can sit, you, like, you don't have to get behind if it's something, you, if you're one of those people, you're like, ah, oh, there's a, a blank space, what do I do? Like, you can figure that out. Or if you want to go... Uh, you know, like totally rogue, feel free to like listen to the podcast and take your own notes as you listen through this. Uh, we have a podcast, I don't even know, but like it's on Apple, it's on Spotify. Every week we, we upload it and you can listen if you miss or if you have sports, like just know like you don't have to miss totally. Uh, you can still listen in if you, if you need to get um, that time and, and hear some teaching. We'd love to be a part of that. Just know like there's, it's crazy when I look at the stats on the podcast, like there's people there's somebody in Romania and Switzerland um, and a couple other w- random countries that listen in. It's kind of cool to get every week to see on and see what people are listening to and who's listening in. Uh, so, hey, if you're listening to the podcast, thanks for listening, because they're listening right now someday in the future, right? Um, and we're taking notes tonight, and it may be weird for you, but uh, it'll make sense for us here. But we're glad you are listening. So here's the thing. Uh, we want you, for this series, I uh, want you to take notes. And I hope this does not feel like school. I'm trying my best to make this interactive. And I'm going to draw with my pen a little more, and I'm going to give you things to draw, and I'm going to give you lines to underline and things to circle and things to put boxes around. Like, we're going to go crazy uh, with, with different notes and things like that. And I'm really, really excited about it. 
And I, I've been excited to preach this message all day because I love John and, and what he's about. And you're going to hear all about this dude uh, tonight. Here's the thing. I was reading some research here. It says this, a behavioral neuroscience study. I mean, who doesn't read those? Uh, conducted by researchers at the University of California in Princeton University showed this, that students who take notes by hand perform better with conceptual questions than people who record on digital devices. Like there's something crazy about when a pen gets in our hands, like things go deeper into our brains. And it's, I believe it's the same thing when we open God's word. If you'll open God's word at home with your Bible or even with your phone with the Bible on in a, a notepad or a journal, create, like it, that's when Bible study, I believe, begins, is when you have a pen or pencil in your hand that you're beginning to write some things down because here's what it does. It sinks a little deeper in. The rest of May and all through summer, we are hoping this, that we're going to sink some things in deep about Jesus. That's what we want to do for the rest of the time here is we want to do that. So take that, electronic devices and iPads, all right? I'm talking smack to iPads right now, all right? That's, that's always fun to do. Hey, um, here's the thing. Jesus, um, thousands of people follow. Thousands of people. If you read through this, the, the, the scriptures, you're going to see this, that thousands of people, crowds upon crowds follow him. But here's what happens with Jesus. His circle gets smaller. He picks 12 guys, 12 disciples to follow him. And then from there, it gets even smaller. His circle got even smaller. Like there's, this, there's James and there's Peter. And then there's the guy we're going to talk a lot about tonight. His name is John. And we're going to talk about all kinds of things. Probably like you. Like even, let's say at school, you know, there's this hundreds of people at your school or wherever it is you're, you're part of. Even if you're here right now. Like even right now, like there is a lot of people here. But here's what probably happens. There's probably even here, maybe like 12 or 10 People you kind of maybe know, if you're new, you're like, I don't know anybody, dude, I don't, but I'm hopeful if you hang out with us, you, you will. But then even probably what happens, even with those 12 people or 10 people or 20 that you know here, here's what probably also happens is it gets, that group gets smaller, right? It's just what happens in life. Our groups get tighter and tighter and tighter, and he, it just happens that way. And then there's, it gets smaller, and those are your best friends, and here's the thing. And we're going to have you write this down in a minute. You don't have to write it down right, down right now. The guy we're looking at all summer, we're going to read from in John. That's what he was with Jesus. He's one of three, Jesus is, I, I would call him one of his three best friends as he's here on earth. For three years, he walked with Jesus. He ate breakfast with Jesus. They hung out together. He saw him heal. Uh, just crazy things. Like They were tight. They were bros. They were dogs. Throw whatever other slang for close-knit friend terms that's out there. That's who John was with Jesus. And that's why it's so important. We, think we, we take a, a step away and look at this guy, John, and see, okay, why in the world should we listen to him tonight? Why should we read this book that he has written about Jesus? Because I think tonight you're going to see that it's so, so important. And I think if you think with me just for a minute, like you would want to read this because think of any popular person that you would follow or you fan guy or fan girl over like you, you follow them like it could be a sports star like maybe it's LeBron or maybe it's it's Curry maybe it's some basketball person or a football player Mahomes or whatever maybe uh, it's Zendaya like you whatever whoever it is in your life that you think is the coolest and you follow them here and there and you're always wanting to know what's going on in their life imagine this 
you probably, if, if when their life, sadly, we don't talk about it, if their life ended, or even if you could read something about them, here's what I would want to read. I'd want to read from their best friend of what they were really like. Like, who is LeBron really? Like, we see you on social media, we see you here, but, like, if we were to get his best friends and, and really, if they were to write down what he was about, like, I would be intrigued to read that kind of thing. And that's what we have in John. We have this guy who is, you know, I, I would read a story by their best friend who, who chronicled their life. So, so here's what I want to do, and I want to prove, I want to just show you tonight that, that John is legit, like, like he is. So tonight, here's kind of what we're doing tonight. It's kind of like this. It's like John texting you from an unknown number. Hey! And you're like, hey, new phone, who this? And you're like, and he's like, yo, it's John. So tonight we're going to find out who John is, is what we're going to be looking at. And what we're going to be taking apart is who John is. So in your book, one of the first pages is what is a blank page. There's a couple pages that are going to tell you a little bit about things. And then if it doesn't have a page number, but it looks like this, there's some writing on one side. It's the first blank page in your book. It's actually, the other ones aren't blank. They got lines in them. Uh, it's the blank, blank page. And that's the one I want you to turn to. And I'm going to give you some directions. And we're going to look at John. And we're going to draw some things about John. And hopefully this is interactive. Hopefully it helps you track along a little bit. So here, here we want to find out who John is. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to just draw uh, maybe right here. Uh, you need to put turn that on. Uh, right here in the bottom, I just need you to draw a little guy. Why is this not working? There it goes. just need you to draw a guy in the little neck. All right. My guy looks a little bit like E.T. Just, golly, this guy's scary. I promise you when I practiced earlier, this was much better. Golly, that's ugly. Can I start over? I'm afraid. All right, that's a little better, okay? I'm a little hair here. Still scary. That's my John. I want you to draw something like that. If you're not, you can draw a stick person. I don't care. I want you to draw like a headshot of John from the waist up because we're going to use his, we're going to put a shirt on him in a minute. It's going to be a sweet shirt. You're probably going to want it. Uh, I want you to draw John. Now, here's what we know about John, okay? And here's what we're going to do. We're going to write all kinds of things uh, about John. We're going to, if you want to put it at the top, this is John here. Uh, this is this dude. It is John. All right. That's what who he is. All right. So here's what I want you to do. First off, you need to write here. We're just going to go out all around him and we're just going to write things about him. The first thing is he is a disciple. It's a horrible. I wish they had a finer pen. I'm writing them with like a big fatty marker here and they can't. My hand writes. I want you to write disciple. Your hand's writing much better than mine. I want you to, we're going to go all kinds of things about John, but I want you to start over here because we're going to make this big all these things tonight. We're going to come back to this later on. That he is a disciple, okay? Now here's another thing you may not know about John. He actually writes five books in the Bible. He's got these three. He's got the Gospel of John, and at the, he, gets the very, he gets to write the end of the book, right? He gets to write Revelation. So he writes five books in the Bible. We're just kind of, here's what I want you to be thinking about as we write these things down. Is this someone I would want to listen to? Already I'm like, dude, is a disciple of Jesus. 
Dude wrote five books in the Bible. This is probably somebody I should lean in and listen to. All right? So here's the thing. He was a son of Zebedee, okay? He, had a, he was James's little brother, but here's the cool thing. They had, the, the brothers had a nickname that I love, and they were called the Sons of Thunder. So here's, here's where our shirt comes in. I need you to draw a cloud right here on the shirt. And in the cloud, I need you to write Sons of Thunder. Sons of Thunder. They don't give me a very big thing here. And then you can like draw some lightning coming out of it, man. Sons. This is like his WWE name. That's a pretty cool nickname, Son of Thunder. Uh, I would, I'd go with that. All right, so you got the shirt on. He's a th- Son of Thunder. All right, he had this brother. Now here's what he was also. Uh, if you don't know about this, anybody know John's profession? Fisherman. All right. Get you a little fishing pole over here. That's my fishing pole, and I'm sticking to it. Not a very good one. All right. Draw a fish if you want. A little fishy. All right, he's a fisherman, okay? That's what his trade was. His dad ran a pretty lucrative, and what we see in this in scripture, he ran a pretty lucrative fishing business, is what he did. He was called then by Jesus to follow him, and he left everything to become a disciple of Jesus. Another cool thing about him, we talked about this a little bit, uh, is this. He was in Jesus' inner circle with three other people. There was Peter, there was James, there was John. Inner circle with Jesus, one of his best friends, okay, that's who we're just, we're just looking at John, we're figuring out who's writing this stuff, where he was one of Jesus' closest friends. closest friend. One of Jesus' closest friends. Cool. We're going to come back to this. We're going to add some more things here on the, the right side of him or on, on this drawing. Wow, that's scary. Uh, just scared to look at. Uh, here's what I want to do. We're going we're to clear this because it's, it's scaring me, but we're going to come back to yours, though. Don't clear yours. Oh, if these people are still writing, okay, I'll let you continue to write. So here's the thing. I want to look a little bit about who he's writing this to. That's important to know, like, who in the world is John going to write to? So here's what we find him writing to. You know, as we find he's a disciple, he's written five books in the Bible. He's a fisherman. He's one of Jesus' inner three with Peter, James, and John. He is one of Jesus' closest friends. And here's who we find, who he wrote to. If you go to the top of that page, the top of that page where you're drawing, I want you to write this in the top corner, that this book is written. It's written to a church in Asia Minor. And you're probably like, where the heck is that? It would be modern-day Turkey. Modern-day Turkey is about 95% Islamic right now at the current time. He's writing to that section. Back then, there was a lot more Christians in that area. And he's also writing to you and me. 
Some people think, well, this Bible's for somebody else. No, the Bible is for you and for me. Like, that's who it's for. John here is writing to a specific church, but man, he is writing specifically to myself, and he's specifically writing to you. That's who the Bible is to. It is this letter that's written to us, and, 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 and it's written to us. Same page, I want you to continue, continue on here. We're going to look at why in the world does he write this book. Why does he write this to this church? Why does he write it to me? Why does this fisherman, this guy who was Jesus' closest friend, why in the world does he, he write these things to us? And, and, and we're going to kind of talk a little bit about why he does this and, and, and what's him. The first reason is this, uh, is that he wants to in, encourage people to believe in Jesus. First reason he writes this is encouragement to believe in Jesus. You're going to see in a minute tonight as we just look at the first four verses that he is pointing and proclaiming and testifying about Jesus, that he is real and he's legit. One of the first things you're going to see in this book is that in 1 John and 2 John and 3 John, John is pointing to Jesus. He's encouraging, he's like, Yo, would you believe? And just know we say this a lot here, like if you don't believe in Jesus, this is a safe place, Okay? But we also say this, just know we're going to always talk about Jesus. We're always going to proclaim the name of Jesus because we know how important it is to us. But it's a safe place for you to be checking out. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you're learning to follow him. This is a safe place to be. First reason he does this is he, he is encouraging people to believe in Jesus. Because here's the thing, everything hinges on Jesus. Everything hinges on Jesus. Everything, like every person here is going to, like here's what you're going to have to do one day. No matter you believe now or later, you're going to have to make a decision when it comes to Jesus. Are you going to follow him or are you not going to follow him? And I love the way that C.S. Lewis puts this. He puts this in a really interesting way and he says, here's your choices. Your choice is this. The first one is you can say Jesus was a liar. And really what you're saying there is just he wasn't who he claimed to be. Like Jesus really was not who he claimed to be. Or you could say this, you could say that Jesus was a lunatic, like he was not in his right mind. He was saying he was God's son. What? Like how in the world? He was saying he would save us one day? Come on, he was just a lunatic. Like you, these are a couple of the choices you have when it comes to Jesus. Or you could choose that Jesus was just this legend. Like others just imagined him to be something that he really wasn't. He was just this legend. He was just this great teacher. Or my hope is that you'll fall to the last line and you'll realize that, okay, this is where John's going to land, and this is where I personally land. I know it's where a lot of you land tonight. He's Lord. But he's got to be one of those four, right? I would look at it, and John's going to tell us tonight, he's Lord. He is who he said he was. Second reason that he's going to write this is to remind us that we've got to obey God's commands. He's just reminding us that we, we've got to obey what, what's, what's in God's word. And he, I just want to hope you're ready because John does not pull any punches. He's not going to dance around the topic. He's not going to dance around uh, uh, calling us out. He is going to call us out. He's going to be like this. What? Really? You're living that way? Oh, really? That's coming out of your mouth. Oh, you, you treat people like that? And he's going to just simply say, if you're living like that, you, you don't know God. 
you shouldn't put the name Christian behind you. Like he's going to simply just call us out and be like, yo, if you're, you're a Christian, this is how then, then you will live. He's just, he's just going to call people out and just know, be ready for that. It's not me calling you out. It's God's word calling you out. And man, there's so many times in this book where he calls me out and it, it just, he, he reminds me that I need to obey God's word. Last thing he does, the last reason he does, and we're, we're going to slow down with the writing here in just a minute. This is probably the most exhaustive part you're going to have to write. I hope you don't feel like you're in history class or language arts class. I hope it is more interesting than that. And we've got some more fun up our sleeve here in a minute. But he wants to just remind us that we got to love one another. He's just reminding us, like, you know your brothers and sisters in Christ. You know the people sitting in the, uh, across from you tonight, the people sitting at the other tables here tonight. You know the people that you may not even know. Like, your job, one of the things as a Christian is we are supposed to love one another. And he is going to go off on love Man, you've got to love. He's going to like beg us to love each other, to like look out for one another, to care about one another. That's one of the cool things about the church is that we're supposed to care, like we're supposed to love one another, like we're supposed to do that. It's one of the things that the church is supposed to be marked by. Sometimes I just wonder, like, are, are we really doing that? Do we really love the people here or do we just love a few people here? Do we really accept everybody? Do we just accept the people in our crew? Do they really matter in our lives? And hopefully, man, we want this to be a place where people feel love. Like, that's one thing about revolution that we're trying to really focus on every single week is this. I don't know if you realize in the word revolution that the love, the word love is spelled backwards in the word revolution. That's one thing we want to be about is we want to be about love. That's the kind of revolution we want to start. We're not trying to start some, some guerrilla revolution. We're not trying to start some revolution to take over the world. No, we were hoping, we want to unleash a revolution of love that goes into schools, that goes into homes, that goes into sports teams, that goes into uh, ballet classes, that goes into whatever you're into, that we want to unleash a revolution of love in this town, this community, in this church. Like we want to release a revolution of love. So here we are. We're going we're gonna to turn the page. I need you to turn the page, and you're going to see that we are going to John chapter 1. We're just going to hit this first little uh, paragraph right here is where we're going tonight. We're going to take it slow. Uh, I'm going to have you underline some things, but that is where we are going. So if you look, if you're, we're, we're going to continue on, and here's kind of what you see on your page. Here's the first you know, couple words uh, as we continue on, uh, we're, we just want to write some things down. So here's the thing. Really interesting here. I love this, and I think it's an interesting tidbit that, uh, that I, was, I was reading about John. I think it's a, it's a really, really, really cool thing. Um, I, I need you, first of all, just to, I need you to write this. Right next to the word of life. The word of life is Jesus. Jesus is the word. Okay? Many times in scripture, he's called the word. Jesus is the word. It's really interesting. John's, I'm sorry, yeah, John's gospel and this book start interestingly uh, very much alike. If you want to write this over on the other side of the page, here's how the beginning of John 1, 1 starts. Like the gospel of John. Look how it starts. In the beginning was the word. Jesus. Jesus is the Word. And then look how he starts. 1 John 1, 1. That which was from the beginning. 
That's who, that is who Jesus is. He was from the beginning. And if you don't know this, like another thing you may want to write down on the other sides is this, that Jesus always is, always was, and always will be. When it talks about the beginning of things, if you look back at Genesis 1-1, you'll see something very similar to John 1-1. What's it say? In the beginning. It kind of starts with this over and over and over again, that, that, that this was the beginning, but that Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit have always been, always will be. It's just some truth about God that He always has been, always will be, and is right now. Like that's who He is. And that's kind of tough for us to wrap our minds around. That He's this eternal God, that He's always been there. But we see this at the beginning of, of John. He kind of points this out. That was which, what was which, I can't even say, that which was from the beginning. So the rest of tonight, the next few minutes, what we got left. Here's what John's going to do. He's going to tell you his credentials of why he's writing this book, of why he can't write this book, why the Holy Spirit has spoken to him to write this book. He's going to lay it on the table, and he said, you know, kind of why we should even give him a second of our time. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to continue on here, and we're just going to, I'm going to walk through this really slowly. Here's what we go. It said, he starts with this, that which was from the beginning, which we have. I want you to underline, we have. We have. Who does that mean? That means John. John is going to tell us here what he knows about Jesus. He's going to say what he has, and I want you to put a box around heard. Point out some things about Jesus. He didn't just see Jesus, right? He's saying this, what we have heard, he continues on. I want you to underline what we have seen. a box around scene. He continues on with our eyes. Underline R. Which we let you put a box around looked. Which we looked upon and have put a box around touched. Underline our hands. He goes on to continue to say here concerning the word. Who's the word? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, right. Jesus underneath words somewhere right around there. Concerning Jesus, the word of life. The life was made manifest. We don't use that word a lot, but it's really just it's to be made clear. Or obvious. Underline we have and put a box around seen it. 
Here's what John's saying here. I just want to break this down. I want you to know what John's saying here. I have firsthand knowledge about Jesus Christ. The Jesus Christ you hear about, the, the, the reason we wear the crosses, the, I have firsthand knowledge about Jesus. He says, I heard him speak. I saw him with my own two eyes. I touched him. I fist bumped. You know, we had, maybe they had a special handshake. I don't know what. I gave him a hug. I, he, like, here's the thing. Nowadays, in, in nowadays times, we give newspaper, we used to, like, give newspaper and TV reporters, like, we give them our attention. We used to a, a lot of times because, you know, why? Because they had the, this credibility. We believe that whatever they're reporting on really happened. Like now, if you go into a courtroom, there'll be eyewitness testimony. And when you have eyewitness testimony, just know this, in the court of law, it's incredibly, incredibly solid. Like it's really good to have somebody that says, no, I saw it. I saw what happened. That's exactly what the dude did. I was there. I saw it with my own two eyes. And that's what John's trying to tell us tonight. He's like, I saw Jesus. I heard him. Like, I, I, was, I was there. Like, here's the thing. Like, we love people that have been there for it. Like, I like to watch basketball. One of my favorite things right now in the NBA playoffs is I like to listen to, uh, I like to watch TNT. They have a couple basketball players who played the game that talk about the game. And here's what I, why I like listening to them, because they did it. They saw it. They've been in the trenches. They've played with the greatest. And I love listening to guys like Charles Barkley and Shaq and Kenny the Jeff Smith. And I, here's what I don't like listening. I really don't like the guys who've never played the game, who are just the slick announcers that are talking about the game. I'd rather listen to people who've been there that actually played the game. Like, that's who I want to listen to. And, and here's the thing. Like, even when you sit down and you hear somebody share their testimony, why is it so powerful? Because it's their story. And John here is just sitting here, and he's like, I saw this. Like, you know this, when a friend comes over and your friend says this, you have to hear what I saw. You have to hear what I heard. Immediately, that gives credibility to whatever they're about to say, because you're trusting your friend that he saw it and he heard it. Like, you're trusting them. It really, really helps the story. Like, being there live is so much different. Here's the thing, and I want you to write this down, uh, is simply this. John speaks as an eyewitness. John is speaking about Jesus as an eyewitness. Right next to eyewitness, you can draw two, two eyeballs there. That is our eyewitness. Uh, he is going to be looking. Uh, that is what he sees. He is an eyewitness. And he continues to tell us, like, he's like, hey, and it's not just that. I also want you to know this, that I heard Jesus. If you want to draw some ears there, like audible, like that he heard them. He saw him. There was visible. He touched Jesus. It's tangible. Like these, he's really trying to tell us here tonight that Jesus, I just want to tell you, like, he, here's what he's trying to tell us about Jesus, that this ain't some fairy tale. This ain't some myth. This is not a fable. John's trying to tell us this. I, I gave the guy a high five. He hugged me. Like, I, I heard him. I heard him laugh. I saw him walk on the water. I saw him rise from the grave. John's trying to tell us, like, this ain't, this ain't some fairy tale. It's just not. If, if John was talking like a, a teenager in the last couple years, here's what he would say when it came to Jesus. Here's what John would say. No cap. Anybody heard that? Anybody know what no cap means, where it came from? 
All right, here's what, here's what no cap means, okay? I did my urban dictionary. It's pretty cool. Uh, so here, well, you're, gonna, you're, you're gonna blow your friends away when you tell them this. So here's what no cap means, okay? No cap means this, uh, it is simply this. It's a phrase in reference to decorative gold teeth. Do you know that? Okay, now listen to this. Which can be divided into two distinct varieties. Permanent gold teeth, which are perms, and caps, which are pullouts. Whereas the caps can be pulled out with ease, and perms, their names suggest, are permanent. So here's what happens. People with the caps, when they go to a job interview or they don't want the gold teeth, they can pull them out. But people with no caps, they're real. They're in here for life. Like, no caps, all right? There's no caps in here, so I need you to go back to your picture of John. And that's why I made his teeth here. I want you to give John a grill, because he's saying, no cap, these jokers are real, baby. Uh, they, are, they are not fake. They are the real deal, Holyfield. Uh, they, there is no cap here. There is total realness when it comes to... to... Sorry, he's really scary. I'll get him off there. John is trying to tell us this tonight. Shh. It's true. All the stories you heard about Jesus, what was there. So he keeps going here. He's, here's what he's going to continue to tell us. Uh, he, all right, here's a good picture of John right there, okay? That's John, no cap. All right, that's just what he looks like. Uh, I don't know if he looks like that or not. Shh. All right, so let's land the plane. Let's, let's, it's, Let's try to finish up here tonight. So here's the thing. If you knew that Jesus was legit, if you knew that he was the truth, if you saw him walk on the water, water, if you saw him raised from the grave, here's what you have to do about Jesus. Here's what you have to do. And you circle these. I want you to circle testify and proclaim. Because that's what John's going to do the rest of his life. He knows that Jesus, he knows this is not a fairy tale. He knows this is not a myth. So the rest of his life, here's what he's going to do. If you have that in your verses there, I think it's in verse 2. He is going to continue the rest of his life to testify and proclaim. It's just what he's going to do for the rest of his life. He's going to testify and he is going to proclaim the name of Jesus. Because he knows it's real. I mean, look what he tells us here. I want you to testify and, and proclaim to the eternal life that which was from the Father that was made manifest, like it made clear and obvious to us. And here he goes again. If you want to put a box around it, you know, which we, which we have seen and we heard, and now we're going to proclaim it to you also so that you can have fellowship with us. Like, we don't want to leave you out on the porch. We want you to be in the house and know who Jesus is. We're not leaving you out so you can have fellowship with us and fellowship with the Father and fellowship with the Son, Jesus Christ. He's like, I just want you to know this is so true that I'm going to testify and I'm going to proclaim about it. Like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to shut up about it. Here's why he's not going to shut up about it. Because he knows that Jesus is real. That it's not a fable. He saw him with his own eyes. He heard him. He touched him. Like, that is how real he knows Jesus is. And I just wonder tonight, like, when I was writing that down, like, what, what am I really pro proclaiming and testifying about? What, what do people see in my life? Good question here. So here's the thing. In the next few months, 
you and I are going to get to hear from Jesus' best friend. One of his best friends that walked this earth. And here's the thing. You're going to have to decide when it comes to Jesus whose testimony you're going to hold as credible. Going to be some cat on TikTok talking that Jesus isn't real 2,000 years later? Going to be some Google search by some professor saying Jesus is not legit, that he's not real? Or will you do this? Will you take an eyewitness account of Jesus' best friend who had breakfast and lunch with him for three years, who, who came along with hundreds if not thousands of years? Like, are, are you going re- to listen to the testimony of this guy, John, who knows him? Because if you're not going to trust John, then I don't know who you're going to trust. If you're not going to trust one of Jesus' best friends who walked with him for three years, touched him, heard him, knew him, like if you're not going to listen to him, I don't know who in the world you're going to listen to. If you go back to your your, your little picture of John, turn your, your page back if you would. Uh, turn your page back and I, we're going to finish out. We're kind of, uh, I'm just going to draw a quick picture because you have the full picture. We don't have time for that. Remember, we're kind of working this way uh, with, with things about John. You need to know this about John. He was exiled to an island. Exiled is not a good thing. That means you're sent there against your will. He's exiled to this island called Patmos. P-A-T-M-O-S. You need to know this about John. He dies for the cause of Jesus. You know, people don't die just for a lie. Nobody's dying for a myth. At this point, he's already seen his buddies like Peter and Paul be beheaded. Peter, church history says, was, was hung upside down on a Roman cross. I mean, if you go through the list of disciples, what happens to them, it's just, it's just a bloodbath. It's, it's just, it's nothing pretty. And, you know, John's not a rich man. He's not a powerful man. He's not in, 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 like a highly esteemed man. He's not, he doesn't have like an enormous book deal. He's not some tenured professor at a state university. He's just this guy who met Jesus and will not stop talking about him, who will not stop proclaiming about him till it causes his death. Why? Because he saw miracles and he heard Jesus' teachings and declarations about that he was God. And he, he saw him and got to embrace him after he rose from the dead. And like Thomas, he got to see the hands in Jesus's, he, the, the, the nails in Jesus' hands. And he was there like he said, like, I, I heard him. I was there. I saw him. I touched him. It's what I'm telling you about right now. I'm telling you about Jesus. He was also known as this. He calls himself this, the disciple Jesus loved. You also need to know this. He wrote shotgun at the Last Supper. One side was Judas. The other side John. Last time Jesus is eating, John's sitting next to him. You need to know this. On the cross, guess who Jesus asked to take care of his mom? John takes care of Mary. 
Lastly, and I'm out of space here, so I'm going to go back to the other side. He's the first disciple to see the empty tomb. He outruns Peter because he wants to see his friend Jesus. It's kind of funny he calls that out. He calls out that he's, he's got more quicks than Peter. He even says in his own book, like, he, I beat him there. Like, I outran him to the tomb. It's kind of a weird thing. This is the guy we're going to listen to all summer. All summer we get to see him point us to Jesus. That's what he's going to point us to. Last thing, we got one verse left and we're done tonight. And you're probably thankful because uh, I've, I've, well, I've been way too long. Uh, here, here's the thing. The last thing. Here's, here's why we're writing these things. Circle joy. That we make complete. Here is the thing that I want to tell you today. Loving Jesus. Believing in Him. Here's what it can do. It can lead to joy in our lives. Unspeakable joy. Joy that doesn't make sense. The joy that, that people can have joy in trouble. That people can have joy in the middle of crazy storms. That people can have joy when they're going through some really tough things. Doesn't mean those things aren't tough. Doesn't mean that there's not tears. But there's this weird joy that can happen when we begin to focus on Jesus. And he's like, hey, here's where joy can come from. I can make your joy complete when we know Jesus. When we, when we know Jesus... You can know joy. It's what he's trying to tell us here tonight. And I just want to close in this. I just want to ask you. Do you know this Jesus? This Jesus that John is telling us, dude, he's real. It's legit, no cap. Like, he is real. He is not a fable. I saw him with my own eyes. He, he's totally, totally real. And my question to you tonight, and it's going to be every single week, is what will you do with this man Jesus? What will you do with Jesus? What are you going to do with him? Maybe you've never believed in Jesus. Maybe it's time tonight to say, you know what? I've got some credible eyewitness account here. This guy telling me he was there. Maybe tonight's the night where you begin to believe in Jesus, that he was real and he was who he says he was. Maybe tonight that begins to change. Maybe you, you've believed and maybe you've not become a follower and you need to take some steps towards Jesus. Maybe you've never been baptized into Jesus' name. Maybe you've never taken that choice and, and said, you know, I want to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Maybe it's time for you to start like, like John is, start proclaiming and testifying about who Jesus is to other people, like John's doing here. He's not afraid to say it. It's going to even take it to his grave. Or for maybe some of you, you just need to realize that you have Jesus so you can have joy in all kinds of crazy circumstances, that, that he can make this joy complete. Every week we're going to walk through some things. Every week I'm going to ask you to write some things down. I know some of you, this is right in your wheelhouse, and you are loving this because you love, you're a note taker, and this is just, it's, and for some of you, you're like, man, this is horrible, but I just want you, my prayer, my hope is that you'll lean in. And you'll look at Jesus. You'll fall more in love with him, like John. I'm going to pray. We'll send you off to your groups. Father, I thank you for tonight, and I thank you for your word. Thank you for John just pointing out that this is, this, this is real. This is not a joke. That Jesus is real. And God, I pray that we would just, when we realize that, that we'd realize that 
uh, if we'll follow, if we'll believe, if we'll you know, continue to take steps in baptism, if we'll continue to follow, if we'll continue to be people who will testify and proclaim, that we will be people that we can have this crazy joy that can be made complete in us. God, we thank you for your word and how deep it is and how we can look back and forward and really look at who, who, who John really, really is. It's so, so cool to see his total story, this amazing guy who always was pointing to Jesus. Help us to do the same. Uh, we pray all this in the name of Jesus.